Okay, good evening, gentlemen, and a special welcome back to Alex. Sheer. First night, right, right into Sheer. Right back into the swing of things. Let's make it happen. Give a quick recap of some of the sodas we discussed last week. This is the subject of Shomeic Ona. Uh, there's a notion that when I hear something, it's Ki'ilu, I'm saying it myself. And the source of this was a Gemara in Sukkah, where uh, the Gemara says, Minayim Shomeic Ona. How do we know there's such a thing? So we have Sukkim Melachim, where it tells us that Yoshiohu read from the Sefer Torah, even though he himself did not read. The Kohen Gadol was doing the reading, and he was just listening. So we derive from there, after a little bit of a back and forth, that listening is considered as if you yourself are saying it. We saw interesting Machlokis, Rashi, and Tosfos. This is based on a Gemara in Brachos. Welcome, Yosef, two for two. You don't know if it happened last time? No. Like Goldstein also told me it was for him. The uh, the Gemurian Brachos we mentioned, this is Andav Chafal from the base. This is uh, four lines from the top. Om Ravuna Hanichnas Lebeis Ekenesis Umatatzibar Shemispalin. One comes into shul a little bit late, and he finds that the congregation is already davening. So, if he can daven his own silent shmon esrei and be finished before the shliach tzibur gets to modim, then yuspalo, then he should daven himself. Vimlav, al yuspalo. So Rashi says, and Tosos quotes us here in the Gemara and Sukkah, basically, the Gemara was telling us, if you come in late to shul, if you could start Yishman Esrei, even though everyone's already davening their own silent Yishman Esrei, but if you could finish before the Shliach Tzibur gets to Modim in the repetition, then start and finish before Modim, so you could join together in the reciting of Modim. Uh, if you can't make it that quickly, then you have to wait till the Shliach Tzibur um, does his Chazar Sashatz, you say modem together with him, and then you would start your own silent Shmon Esra. So Tosu says here back in Sukkah, it's a Divrahim Aschil, Shama Velo Onna Yatza. says, Mishen Yodaya Likros, one who does not know how to read, Velo Anos, or he can't say the words himself, Im Shama Vekiven Esliba Lishmoa, if he heard it from someone else, and he was machavein to hear it, to be yotze, even though he didn't actually verbalize it, he's still yotzeh. So too, if you're davening, you're silent shmon esrei, and the shliach tzibur is saying kedusha or kaddish, then yishtoku mitfilosan, you should be silent, you should pause for a moment, and listen to Kaddish or Kedusha. And it's considered as if you're answering Kaddish and Kedusha. And then when they finish Kedusha, continue with your silent Shmonesra. 
he goes on to say, the kosha, I don't like Rashi. Because the Gemara and Brachos told us, if you're able to start and finish before the Shliach Tzibar gets to Modim, then go for it. But if you can't finish in time, then you have to wait all the way till he gets to Modim, and then you could start your Salish Monasri. So his question is, if Rashi's correct, so then what's the Gemara saying? Start whenever you get there. Don't waste your time hanging out for him to get to Modim. When he gets to Modim, stop in the middle of Yushman Esrei, listen, and your listening is considered as if you're saying it yourself, and then continue with Yushman Esrei. What about Kedusha? Depending if it's really an issue, then you should have to finish before you can get to Kedusha. So it happens to be that Gemara and Brachas, there are two opinions. One opinion is you have to be finished before Kedusha. But, but putting aside the, the technicality of it is, you know, when do you have to be finished, Tosa seems Tosa to be saying... asking, because you see from here that Shomea Ka'aunet doesn't work, if you can't say it. Tosa is saying, how could you, Rashi, give advice that you should just pause and listen to Kaddish or Kedusha if the Gemara and Brachos is saying you should make sure to finish your Shemona Esrei first? <coughs> it sounds like the Gemara feels that if you were to pause in the middle of your Shemona Esrei, then it would be considered Shomea Ka'ona, and that would be a problem. Because then you're being mafsik in your Shemona Esrei. It's as if you're interrupting your Shemona Esrei. That's how Tosis understands the Gemara. That he's saying that when the Gemara says you have to be finished before Modim or before Kedusha, whatever it may be, it's because to stop in the middle of Yishman Esrei and listen, because we believe in Shomei Kona, that would be a hefsik. So how could Rashi say, no problem, stop and listen, and your Yotze, Shomei Kona, that should be a problem of a hefsik. So that was his question in Rashi. He concludes by saying, well, let's, let's first see what his conclusion is. Elevadai im hayeshosek, it must be, we could derive from the Gemara and Brachos, that if you're listening, then it's considered as if you're saying those words, Kadosh or Kadusha, and therefore that would be a hefsik in your tefillah. He says, maybe though I could defend Rashi by saying that uh, Rashi would agree 100% to the Gemara and Brachos, you should definitely try to finish Yerushman Esrei before the Shlech Tzibar gets to Modim. So you could say it together with him. But uh, worse comes to worse, you happen to be davening and the Shlech Tzibar is getting to Modim, then the best thing to do is to stand there quietly and listen. And uh, you'd be okay. So even though it's a hefsik, well it sounds like Rashi would be of the opinion, it's not really a hefsik. It's true we believe in Shomek Ona. It's as if I'm saying it, but not to the point where it would be considered interruption in your Shmonasra. So we have here, not to get too bogged down in the details, and there's a lot to discuss, but what seems to be interesting machlokus between Rashi and Tosos, and how to view Shemaic Ona. Tosos seems to say, Shemaic Ona means Ke'ona. It's as if you're answering, you're saying the words yourself, and therefore in the middle of Shmonasra, that's a hefsik. Rashi would say, no, Shemaic Ona is a din. It's as if I'm saying it halachically speaking, conceptually speaking, but it's not considered a hefsek because I'm not actually talking. 
interesting machlokas Rashi and Tosfos. What I'd like to do is explore one of the most well-known hakiras together on this uh, topic of Shemei Kona. We'll see, perhaps this fits back into Rashi and Tosfos, perhaps it doesn't. Let's start with the Beis HaLevi. Rabbi Yosef Dov Salavechik, he was the original of the, the Brisker dynasty, starting from the paragraph, Be'inyin Shomea Ko'ona, Be'brechas Kohanim. So, Ma'sha'om Rechachem Echad, Be'brechas Kohanim, the Kohen Echad Yachal Lomer Brechas Kohanim. There was one Chacham that said, when it comes to Brechas Kohanim, you could have one Kohen say the Brecha for all the other Kohanim. Vishar Kohanim Yishmu Vishomeik Ona. And everyone else can listen. The other Kohanim can listen to that one Kohen. And Shomeik Ona, it's as if they're all giving the bracha. It's a nice idea. This is the whole thing, the whole kit and kaboodle. You have 15 Kohanim standing up there. One Kohen with the nicest voice. He'll be saying, And other Kohanim are just, you know, listening to him saying it, and it's as if they're saying it. No need for them all to say it together. So says the Beis Levi, if this was true, if this person's right, so it would happen to be there's a particular Mishnah somewhat obscure in Meseches Megillah that would work out a lot better. The Mishnah there says, "Hamafter benavi, v'hu pores al shma, v'hu nosei as kapav." The person who does maftir, he's the one doing the chazaras hashatz, and he's the kohen who will do the berachas kohanim. So the lo yadana pirusha shel hamishnah b'pshitos. When you read it superficially, it sounds kind of strange. The kol kohen nosei kapav. Any kohen in the, the shul, they're all going to join together for berachas kohanim. Well, if he's there. Well, that's, that's what it sounds the like. The individual that's reading the Torah, coincidentally, is also a Kohen who's, being, who's saying... You can see the Mishnah over there. The, the Pashab shot of the Mishnah, it sounds like it's saying the same person who does Maftir, he's the person who does Brechas Kohen. Well, we're commanding him to do so. It sounds like that, that's the right thing to do. Right. Oh, okay. So he's saying so you could answer that. No. Now, the, the Gemara has a discussion there. You can speak to Rabbi Goldstein about that. But the Pashim Shah of the Mishnah is that it's saying one person is doing the Berchas Kohanim. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. All the Kohanim should participate. So according to this person, it could very well mean that this one Kohen is saying the Psukim to be Motzi, the other Kohanim. Amnam says the Beis HaLevi, however, I don't like that whole idea. It doesn't sit well with me. Why not? I'm just curious, before he says anything, based on our limited understanding of Shemaic Ona, would we hear any problem with one Kohen saying the bracha and being motzi all the other Kohanim? Sounds very mustaver. You're not being yotzi with him. Why not? Is there a chiyah? Because the goal is not to listen to the Kohanim. The goal is for you to have other people listen to you. So, the, so there is an obligation on every Kohen. It's like there's an obligation on every Kohen to bless the nation. Right? We all have that chiyuv as Kohanim. 
should be similar to we all have a chiyuv to say Kiddush Friday night. So just like one person could say Kiddush mm-hmm. and be motzi ar chiyuv, why can't one Kohen do Brechas Kohanim and be motzi ar chiyuv? Because, because when someone makes like someone makes Kiddush, so that's sort of like an incoming bracha. So I'm going to be Yotze, that's I'm, I'm, I'm having the bracha coming towards me. I'm making the bracha. It's, it's personal to me. By Birkas Kohanim, the whole point is that it should be an outgoing bracha. You're making a bracha to bless the people. And so you, you, need, you, know, you, 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 can't, you can't rely on someone else to give your blessing to somebody else. Interesting which I angle. think is what Avi was saying. But it's, it's a three-step process. Hmm. Interesting angle. Same by most brachos, I have a personal chiv to make the bracha. If it's Kiddush, if it's Havdalah, if it's any, any brachas a mitzvah, I have to make the bracha before doing the mitzvah. So there, Shemaic Ona could apply. You're making the bracha for yourself, or even you're making it for me. That could work. So brachas kohanim is unique, because it's true, all of us kohanim have the chiv to say a bracha, but the, the bracha is, it's outward. It's not for me. Maybe Shemek Ona doesn't work when it's not for me. Interesting distinction. Yeah. I was going to say, like, why go out to other examples? You could go within the, within the laws of uh, the Kohanim themselves. Like, for example, if a Kohanim, uh, if a Kohen is, is in mourning process and there's uh, other Kohan in the room, he's putter from doing it. But if there's no other Kohan in the room, then he has to do it. But um, I thought that there was, like, this idea that if um, a Kohen is in a certain status that makes him, like, mourning or something like that, like, he doesn't need to, and therefore the other kohanim are yotzi on his own, so therefore that reduces the hiv to a lower level, and therefore maybe it's it's uh, it's not as as big of a, it's not as big of an issue, it makes it lesser. And that's what eight months of yeshiva could do for your gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> nice English, and maybe there's some somehow a lesser degree of hiv because we see certain situations where you're you're exempt. Correct. Interesting as well. Two nice ideas here on the table. Would this be considered like it's a bracha, but is it also considered a maitsa? The, the the bracha is a maitsa. Of, of now we're getting really lumdish. Yeah. <laughs> the bracha is a maitsa, but it's not. But it's not. It's a bracha. But my my um, blessing from Israel. It's. So it might be a similar structure, outward. right? Meaning that there's more to it than just saying a blessing. <coughs> Here, there's there's something happening. I'm I'm pushing this bracha on the. Right. Okay. That might be some of the havana behind what he's going to say, but he doesn't seem to say that directly. Let's take a look as to why he doesn't like the application of Shemei Ona to Berchas Kohanim. This is Omnam. Iker Hadavar Lo Nehira Klal. I don't like this. The Shomeik Ona Shayech Rak Bedover Dein Tsarech Bo Ella Amir Lechuda. We only apply Shomeik Ona when all we need is Amira. All we need is Dibor, then your Dibor can work for me. Avol Berchas Kohanim, the Tsarech Kol Rom. But when it comes to the Chiv of Berchas Kohanim, there's a requirement for saying the Bracha in a loud voice. Because there's an added requirement 
when it comes to Berchas Kohanim, not just Dibor, but there's a need for Kol Rom, you can't use Shomea Kaona to fulfill your heel of saying it in a loud voice. Because if we're the Kohanim that we're hearing it from the other Kohen, so our voices are not being heard. So what's he saying? Shemek Ona cannot apply by Berchas Kohanim. For what reason? Because Shemek Ona is a din that's very limited. When there's a need for Dibor, Shemek Ona works like wonders. But if there's a need for anything else, if there's a Tanai, there's another stipulation in the mitzvah, I think this might be similar to your approach of Misa, there's a need for more than just Dibor, there's a need to say it in a loud voice. So, if I'm just listening to the other Kohen saying the bracha, I'm not doing my chiv. True, it's as if I'm saying the words, but it's as if I'm saying the words in a soft voice. You're not Yotze. Why? <coughs> Shomeg Ona only transfers Zibor. It can't Kohen create a loud voice if I'm not saying anything. Let's say the Kohen I listen to is the loudest Kohen on the planet. He's the loudest Kohen on the planet. So my listening to his, right, saying Kiddush, the need for Amira. Why is that any worse? I have to say Kiddush, right? right? I can't I can't think Kiddush. I need to say Kiddush. I need to make a bracha. Right. So if Shemaya Kona works there, it doesn't matter if the guy making Kiddush was at volume decibel 3 or, or 50. And Amira is just the verbalization of the word. So if that works for me, that works for me. So who cares if the coin has to do it at decibel 50 and most human beings say Kiddush at level 30? It doesn't sound like an additional tonight. It's still the same. It's just, but there is a difference. Halacha lemaisa of kiddush. If you whisper kiddush, you're yotzei. Right? No one else in the room. Friday night by herself. You want to whisper kiddush? No problem. If the kohen was to whisper berachas kohanim, he's not doing his chiyuv. He's not yotzei. But I'm not whispering. I'm so, listening to. The, I'm being shemayah kohen to a guy who's screaming. So I think, but I'm, I think the basic lady's point is there's an added requirement. It's not just dibur. Kiddush, Abdullah, Berchas HaMitzvos, that's just Dibur. Shomei Ka'ona works for Dibur. When it comes to Berchas Kohanim, there's an, another chiyuv of Kol Ram. He can't give me, I'm not doing Kol Ram, I'm not doing that. It's as if I'm saying the words, okay. But the fact that he's screaming it, it doesn't mean that I'm screaming it, I'm not screaming it. So how are you taking what he's saying, but not his volume? How are you splitting what you're getting from So I'll give you an example. We know when it comes to the reading of the Megillah, we have a strange custom, right? There's a certain place that the, uh, the Balkore has to say it all within one breath. Right? You read the Ten Sons of Haman. The question is, if I'm not the one reading the Megillah, I'm just listening to Rabbi Wilkach read the Megillah, and there's a chiyuv that it has to be said, the Shima Achas, within one breath, so do I have to hold my breath while he's reading it? Or could you argue, I'm good, I'm going to sit here and breathe like a normal human being. I'll let him <laughs> do that. And uh, Shomei Kona. So it sounds like in the Beis HaLevi's world, he would say, because there's an added requirement of Neshima Achas, it's not just the Dibor, there has to be within one breath, that you can't hang on to Rabbi Wilkach for. 
So therefore, you should either read those words yourself, Benashim Achas, or hold your breath. So now I'm getting both factors. I'm holding my breath, it's all Benashim Achas, and I'm listening to the words read by the Balkore. And that's Lachorah, what the Beis HaLevi would say. Whenever there's an added requirement besides pure Dibur, Shomea Ka'ona can't bring on other things. It can't bring Korom, it can't bring Neshima Achas. Also, so he mentioned, right, the Beis Yosef brings an opinion that when it comes to Sviris Omer, you can't be motzi somebody else in the saying of the day. Right? You can be motzi someone else in the brach, like all brachas and mitzvahs. But when I'm actually saying hayom, yom, sheni, whatever, so I can't be motzi you. Why not? So we mentioned right, that if Scheinberg said, because when it comes to svira, it's not just a din and dibor, but there has to be some expression of anticipation. The whole idea of counting is we're, we're counting down the days to Matan Torah. The expression of anticipation is only through actually saying something. So in the base of Levi's world, that answer makes a lot of sense. Shemaic Ona is only Dibor. Once you did anything else besides Dibor, Shemaic Ona can't work. So that, that's a good example. Let's say I'm hearing somebody say Shema for me. So we do Paskin in the Shulchan Aruch that I could be Yotzei through your saying it for me, as long as we're both Mechaveng. Now the whole goal of Shema is not just to say the words, but to be Mechavel O That I could do in my head, though, as you're saying the words. So as long as I know what those words mean, and I'm being Mechaven to, to those words as you're saying it, so Shema Kona, and I have the proper Machshava. But, but there's no kol rum when it comes to the Berchas Kohanim. Can the other Kohanim, just the one that's talking loudly, can the other Kohanim whisper in the background? And then the Shemek Ona would just be the kol rum? Well, Shemek Ona doesn't sound like you could play games with it. But, if you, but now instead of there being two things, it's not like you're playing games. It's the only Shemek Ona that there is. But it sounds like according to the Beis Alevi, Shemek Ona is limited to the realm of Dibor. So it can't transfer noise, it can't transfer Neshima Achaz. What if all the Kohanim are coming in the background, like the boy in the Korom? So that would sound nice, actually. No, yeah, we should try that. Mm-hmm. They just <laughs> say, ah, really loud. They scream. They do. But I think, I think that the Chiyuv here is saying the Bracha B'Korom. If I'm just listening, I'm not saying it B'Korom. So that was the opinion of the Beis Levi, which seems to uh, have a massive ramification on his whole definition of Shemaic Ona. Let's quickly see the Chazanish. Try to read through the Chazanish, understand the Machlokis, and call it a night. Kivin Shedin Shemaic Ona, who is Achdus Hashomea Vahamashmia Ze Bidibur Ze. Ze Bidibur, right? Since Shemaic Ona is the, the unifying of the one saying it and the one listening through the Dibor, so Zeb Dibor v'Zeb Shmiya, to the point where the one saying it counts for the one listening. He says, even mitzvahs where you need more than just speech, you have to have another factor. 
Mikol makom yotze bishmia. You're still yotze through listening. Kamo lamanda amar lo heshmia lo aznav lo yatsa. Mikol makom yotze bishmia. We know there's a, a debate in the Mishnah that if you say a bracha and you can't hear yourself saying it, are you yotze? So everyone agrees, if you just think it in your mind, you're not Yotze. Machlokas is, if you are verbalizing it, but it's so soft, you can't hear what you're saying, that's a Machlokas Tanayim. We pass in Halach so you're still Yotze B'diyavid. So says the Chazanesh, but let's say we pass in that you actually have to hear it. Shomei Ka'ona would still work to be Yotze. Which is pretty much the same case as the Beis Halevi. The Beis Halevi is saying there happens to be one particular area of halacha where there's clearly a different requirement than just dibor. That's Brechas Kohanim, where there's a din of kol ram. He said the Shomeik Ona can't transfer anything besides the pure dibor. The Chazanish is assuming, of course it can. Shomeik Ona works. Ve'im hashmiya ha'isa nechshevus ke'echad mimine dibor. If we hold, if we believe, based on that Gemara and Sukkah, that listening is actually a form of speech. So that means, even if it's not audible, it's still being said. If I'm listening to you saying something, that's as if, that's as if I'm saying it. Let's jump a little bit over here. Venira, he quotes this, um, we, we didn't bring this Tosus, but there's a Tosus in Psachim where he has the following suffix. And the Chazanisha wants to explain the suffix of Tosus. He says, Let's say we're sitting down together Friday night and one person is making Kiddush. So how does that work? Is it okay if I'm the only one holding the kos mole and everyone else is just listening? Or do we say everyone sitting at the table has to have their own kos? So he says, She yitzarech kos l'chol ha-shomim Da'ai time with the nehida shomea k'medaber because perhaps you could argue that granted by you listening to me saying Kiddush is as if you're saying it but you're not saying it and the mitzvah is to say Kiddush while holding a glass of wine you don't have a glass of wine so that's why maybe everyone should have their own glass of wine but if we paskin and we do that there's no need for everyone to have their own kos. Al-Kain, or Al-Korcha, Chaynu Taima, the Dibur HaMashmiya, HaNishlam B'chol Tanai HaMitzvah. It must be that the Dibur coming from the one saying Kiddush works for all aspects, all requirements of the mitzvah, Kiddidei Damya. Just like he's sitting there saying Kiddush and he's holding a kos, I'm good also. You say it's Shutfus. I am you. Well, so the question is, what, what, what does that mean? Right? Just to take one step back. He's suggesting that he starts off by saying, I argue with the Beis HaLevi. I feel that whenever there are different requirements within the Dibor, it doesn't make a difference. Shomei Ka'ona can work. 
And he says, this is really my machlokus of the Besalevi is the back and forth of Tosfus. Regarding the question, does everyone have to have their own kos of, of wine during Kiddush? So to say everyone needs their own kos, that's because you would hold like the Beis HaLevi. Where granted, I could transfer Dibor to every one of you, and now it's Ki'ilu, you're all saying Kiddush, but you don't have the requirement of Kiddush al You're not holding a glass of wine, only I am. However, the other side of Tosfus is, and this is how we paskin, that you don't have to have your own kos, because since I'm holding kos and Shomei Ka'ona, it's as if you're holding the kos also. So let me just ask you, just taking a step back, what sounds more logical? Way number one or way number two? One sounds more logical. I would have assumed number one, yeah. If there's some kind of idea of Shomei Ka'ona, I could transfer deeper. I'm saying it, you're listening, so it's Kilo, you're saying it. But if there's a din of Kiddush al-Hakos, you don't have a kos. So what's the Chazanish saying? The Chazanish seems to be saying the, the halacha l'maysa that says there's no need for you to have your own kos, that's assuming, like me, that Shomeik Ona does more than just transfer Dibor. But the question is, how does that work? It's, it's a magic? It's I, I am you? What does that mean? I, I don't have a kos. What was that? It's a Kiddush on Chal. Huh? Same conception. You say Kiddush on Chal. Kos is coming to Venta. Explain this. It's much more simple without magic. You can say that Kiddush since you're not saying actual words, you don't have to hold the Kos because to say the Kiddush without a Kos in your hand, to actually say the words without a Kos is not as special. To be saying the words. But if you're not actually saying words, you don't have to have a post. So I'm a simple guy. I, I, I would have assumed. There's a chiv. A chiv is, say Kiddush, hold a glass of wine. Say Kiddush ala kos, Kiddush b'makam suda. Right? These are all requirements. So we all have that same chiv, right? So you could be yotze your chiv of Kiddush through me saying Kiddush for you, but how are you fulfilling your obligation to hold a glass of wine if you don't have one. You're mirroring everything he's doing. You're not moving your lips, and you're still as if you're moving your lips. But I'm not holding a glass of wine. I'm sitting here patiently at the table. Are you obliged to have a glass of wine? I mean, if there's no wine in the house, there's no wine in the city, it's, it's prohibition, where you can't find wine, does that mean that you're no longer obligated to Kiddush? You make Kiddush on... So what happens to be on a derised level, Kiddush does require wine. Right? The idea of Kiddush ala kos is a chiv derbanan. But assuming there is wine and we want to fulfill <coughs> the chi of the Rabbanin, how does the Chazonish make any sense? He's holding a glass of wine, I'm good. You say the same thing for the Kohanim also. I guess the Chazonish would say the same thing. The magic of the Hitzah. I'm saying, but, but we have to understand the magic. Get, getting philosophical over here. <laughs> so many emotions. Is it a chi to just have an obligation to make a blessing? That's my Kohanic obligation. No, my obligation is to give you a bracha. Imagine a father standing over his child, not saying anything, you know, but... Did you say Kohanic obligation? Kohanic obligation. <laughs> 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 like, it's... It's ridiculous to say that I'm giving a bracha, but I didn't say anything. I'm going to say anything. You give me a bracha, I want to hear a bracha from you. I want to see the expression of love and give over that to whatever bracha creates. It's, it's also magic to say that somehow that works too, I didn't say it. 
Hebel will do this. Hebel will just finish off the piece where he quotes the Beis Levi. We'll see how he argues. And we'll try to just end off understanding the Machlok is the two ways of how the Beis Levi is understanding Shemei Kona and how the Chazanish is understanding Shemei Kona and how potentially that could have been the, the turmoil of Tosos himself. Let's just jump to... Chazanish is quoting Tosos, right? He's quoting, he's quoting two different Stadim and Tosos which he's claiming might be this Chakira. But he's about to now quote the Beis Levi. Because it's just like what was on the opposite page. Uh, the Tosfos in, uh, in Sukkah, where, where Shemona Esrei, if you pause in the middle of Shemona Esrei, is it that the, the, the Chazan is actually you? Right. Or is it that he's saying the words and you're halakhically somehow oh. not fulfilled the words? So, so we're going to have to get back to the, the Rashi and Tosfos. That it, might be the similar Chakim. You're actually him holding the coast when he's holding the coast, or is it halakhically his words are fulfilling for you? Right, but we have to just understand what do those words mean. I am him. I'm not him. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not him. I'm not holding the coast. We have well, to I'm know. not we have him either, but Shmona Esrei. So we have to, we have to get a Hasrama. But Tosfa says that, that that might be what the opinion is. Okay, so we have to just try to nail down what that Havana is. He quotes the Beis HaLevi. He says, Lafi Omer Yesh L'ayin. Mashakosov, Besefer Beis Halevi, Lahagon, Rav Yosef Dov, Slavechik, Zechat Tarek Lubracha. She'ein din Shomea Kona, Beberchas Kohane, Mishum Ritzarech Koram. He was of the opinion you can't have Shomea Kona by the Kohanic blessing because you have to say it loudly. Ulafia Omar, Kivan She Nishlamu Tanoi Hadibur, the Mashmia, Sagile, Lishomea. But according to what I feel is correct, according to what I think is the maskana of Toslos, uh, you could throw in other things besides the Dibur itself. When it comes to Berchas Kohanim, it's true, the Ikr is the Dibur. It would seem to me, says the Chazanish, that the extra, the added requirement, the enhancement to the Iker din of Berchas Kohanim, of Kol Ram, is similar to holding the coast for Kiddush or holding your breath for Megillah. And these are all things that I would feel, in contrast to the Beis Levi, can be transferred through Shomei Kona. So B'Kitzoro, Kivan Nechol Shomea, Gam Hadibur Shalom Hashmiya, Hula Olam, Hanosoi Shal HaMitzvah. I feel that whatever you hear, as long as that person's doing it right, he's holding the coast, he's saying it Bekorom, he's doing everything he has to do, Shomea Gaona makes it that I'm Yotze. He ends off by saying, Lefizeh, it comes out, he says, according to this explanation, if two people are saying a bracha on one kos, <coughs> then they're not really being mekayim the mitzvah of saying kiddush al hakos. Meaning it's better that one person should be holding it, and I listen to him, and I'm yotze with his dibor and his kos, rather than two people saying it together on one coast. So let's try to just understand the two opinions here. Besa Levi is saying, Shamek Ona is a din in Dibur. That's all it does. 
Megillah, if you're not reading it, hold your breath. Kiddush Friday night, if you're not saying it, have your own kos, potentially. How he would read tosos, I don't know. Berchas um, Kohanim, I can't be Yotzi through other Kohanim. And that seems to be very logical. The Chazanish is saying, as long as the person saying the bracha is doing everything right, then Shomeik Ona works. So how do we understand the Chazanish? Can you say it's a reflection on the overall, it's not just the word itself, but the, the, the I guess the whole ambiance of the Dibur. Whatever my Dibur, whatever my words are accomplishing, that's what I'm trying to accomplish as well. Oh, the other person's words are accomplishing. So that's why my words are, his words are accomplishing Kiddush on the coast. So I'm getting that same dimension. So I think, I, I think that's the basic, the basic idea. Is that in, in the world of the Chazani, Shemek Ona means I'm being Yotze with you. You're, you're the person doing it. And I'm, I'm attaching myself to you. If you understand the Chazanish like that, he's really less magical than the Beis HaLevi. The Beis HaLevi understood Shemaic Ona to mean, as you're saying the words, I'm also saying the words. How am I saying the words? Well, my, my listening is a form of saying it. Okay. The Chazanish would say, that's not how it works. It's just that if he's saying the words and he's doing everything he needs to do, and I'm being mechavet to the Yotze through him, I'm attaching myself to the the performer of the mitzvah, and I'm Yotze through him. But I'm not actually saying the words myself. So in a sense, the Chazanish is really less magical than the Beis HaLevi. Theoretically, this could be the machlokus between Rashi and Tosos. Rashi seems to say, me stopping in the middle of Shemona Esrei and not listening to, and listening, sorry, to Kedusha or Kaddish, not a hefzik, it's okay. That would be like the Chazanish. I'm being Yotze through him. I'm not saying anything. Shemek Ona, I'm being Yotze through him. I'm attaching myself to the Shats. Tosus potentially could hold, like the Bezalevi, that Shemek Ona, it means I'm saying the words, in which case, if you're saying the words, that, that's a, that's a hefsik in Shemona Esrei. So, why can't you just What's that? I can't just hear according to the Chazanish, the excitement that he's saying, I get the same excitement. No, I, I would say that on the Chazanish, I would say that you could, you could be a Tzitzvah. The Chazanish would say, right, the Chazanish would, would potentially, based on the structure, he would hold like the other opinions. And he would say, hey, listen, as long as you're saying it and you're doing everything you have to do, expressing anticipation, I'm, I'm attaching myself to you. Which I think that also then gives the person the opportunity to decide not to be a Because if... If you view it as the person that's speaking, you're actually, the words are coming out, then just listening to them, the words are coming out. If what you're doing is making the decision that I'm going to fulfill my obligation through you, you can decide, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to fulfill my Habdala obligation by listening to musical Habdala. Even though I may be hearing the music, I'm still going to go home and do my own Habdala. Because I'm not going to fulfill my obligation through the, the one here. So would you always have the option of, of deciding not to be Yotze through the, the Mavarech, right? Meaning in, in both ways of viewing it, as long as I have in mind I'm not Yotze, so then Shemek Ona doesn't work. Puts up a shield. Right. Shkoyach, gentlemen. Shkoyach. Oh,